Let's go. Me, my guys, we really lie. Lord, forgive me, pay my ties. Please don't have me reach inside. And that's in a console. Keep the semi when I ride. Let off Henny when I drive. In the city, we gonna slide. Bet I be there pronto. All right. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, to go ahead and close it out, we can take this last 10 minutes. Um, and we gonna call this one. I think this this will be a uh, this will be a conscious chop because we trying to wake y'all up. So this is gonna be a conscious chop. Um, every year we talk about um the 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 whitewashed history. Um, particularly on TikTok, it's a whole movement by you know what I'm saying by some of the bigger black TikTokers to unwhitewash history, right? Uh, and I want I want us to aid in those efforts. I want us to kind of get down into. Yeah, I mean, what I'm considering, what I'm calling the band black history, because too often we hear the same stories over and fucking over again. We hear about Dr. King. I mean, even when it comes to Malcolm X, a, a lot of the same rhetoric, we hear the juxtaposition between the uh, nonviolence and violence and all of this other, all of the other rhetoric and all of that bullshit. But um, I want to take this time to get deeper to the shit. We get into some real shit, right? Um, and let's talk about banned black history facts. Now I'm gonna start because uh, a part of what a part of what sparked this for me was uh, a debate that I had um, on Solar Vision Debate League. Shout out to uh, shout out to the league on YouTube. Y'all follow that league, Solar Vision Debate League. Uh, and it was about the civil rights movement and what the civil rights movement leveraged in order to achieve some of its greatest successes. And I learned something interesting researching for this debate. What did you learn? Now, I love me some Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Don't get me wrong. Mm. When I was a kid, I thought Dr. King was Jesus. I'm not going to lie. MLK. I, I felt like he died for our sins. <laughs> like, if you look at the, I mean, for real, if you look at the Jesus narrative, no bullshit. Um, it, I, I, as a kid, I actually thought that. Um, but, you know, again, as we got older, we started to learn a lot about Dr. King's history. Like, you know, he liked the sisters. You feel me? Like he he liked to have fun. He was that type of whatever. But outside of just trying to crush the man character, recently doing his research that I went into um and, and understanding what kind of pushed the Kennedy administration and then the Lyndon B. Johnson administration from not having a focus on civil rights to um actually going forward to push that agenda. And what I learned is that whenever Dr. King was getting desperate. And the first time he deployed this tactic was in the letter to, letters from Birmingham jail uh, in 1963. Mm-hmm. He uh, he said something interesting. Now, I want to be clear, just to give him full context of the letters from Birmingham jail, he was specifically talking about uh, the thesis, the context of, of the letters. We're talking about the right for a an oppressed people to peacefully protest. But he had an interesting passage there at the end where he was like not even low key dry snitching, but just straight up dirty macking, hating on not the dirty macking, bro. Dirty macking on the nation of Islam and uh and uh black nationalists. To be clear, Doctor King said straight up, dirty macking. Just to, just to be clear. Okay, so for those who so for those who don't know, yeah, so no, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let Toya, let Toya break this down. I was about to explain what dirty macking is. Dirty macking. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, when one person is trying to shoot or spit game at somebody else. And in order to do that, to be successful, they feel the need to hate on a third party that ain't got nothing to do with what them two people got going on. Right? So, dirty Mackin is when you sit up here and you're like, listen, you should talk to me because you know they ain't got no money. 
You know what I'm saying? Y'all ain't gonna go nowhere. You know how you eating out of windows or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You're not gonna go no gas. You're always gonna be having to drive. You're gonna do this, that, and the other. You ain't gotta worry about none of that when you come with me. That is what dirty <laughs> Mac is. saying. It's real simping. Yeah, Dominique is saying yeah. that's what Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. did toward the nation of Islam. Now, please take it away. I'm sorry. Now, 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 to be fair, to be fair, right? Dr. King was just trying to do what he was trying to do. And I love Dr. King. But when he's telling white people, look, if y'all keep looking at me as the rabble rouser, as the, as the person bringing the chaos, black people out of frustration will adopt the ideology of black nationalists and, get, and adhere to the message of the NOI. And out of Dr. King's own mouth, he said that will create what's called a racial nightmare. Hmm. Hey. What Dr. King called black <laughs> hey. now, you know, how, did he make other statements on you know in that or whatever he did? But the reason why I'm saying that that statement was unique in terms of sparking the civil, uh, the what eventually became the uh, Civil Rights Act of 1964 is because that letter undoubtedly got into the hand of Attorney General at the time, Robert F. Kennedy. Hmm. And Robert F. Kennedy actually echoed Dr. King's sentiment as he expressed to his brother, John F. Kennedy, the reason why they needed to achieve, they needed to go about a civil rights act. And what he said specifically was, black people are pissed. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but he, <laughs> said black, he said black people are pissed. We mad, second time to be second time. And it ain't even just in the South. Uh-huh. It's all around the country. And so if we don't do something now, the message of black Muslims will become the prominent message that black people adhere to, and that could be violent. That showed the impact and influence of Dr. King's letter from Birmingham. And it also showed how he was able to, his ability to frame the, the NOI as the dangerous alternative to mm-hmm. his nonviolent approach was strategic, but it was a little bit of hate in there, though. It was a little bit of hate in there, though. <laughs> I think, you know I think particularly when there was no, like, you just don't got a name drop. Like, you can, he was doing good speaking to innuendos, right? Talking about just positivity versus it's ultimate option, too. Yeah, just, you know, you, you don't have to be like the NOI specifically. Because here's the thing here's why I'm always came for the NOI, right? Regardless of the fact that they probably don't like my little black queer ass, the, probably the, the fact that they probably don't like that, I don't probably identify with a lot of things. Like I've been to a mosque before. I've experienced some of the traditions. I mean, I enjoyed a lot of it, but there were things of it. I was like, I probably could not do this, but I also was not born into that particular faith and in that religion. So outside of perspective, um, I was good, but I went to a, a Nation of Islam mosque, went to a couple of times, had that outside of tape. And I think the thing that I'm able to admire about it, regardless of how I disidentify with it, is that they are the most organized body of black people in this country and the most organized more importantly the most organized body of black people outside of the continent of africa right so when you look at the just utter capacity the ability for them to get niggas on the same page to communicate things to get niggas to align with certain principles their recruiting abilities to get people to ascribe to that like it's just it's it's dope and so i mean i i it's dirty making and I think it's super, super hating because you don't have to hate on the NOI. They had some shit going on for them, and I think he was kind of underselling a little bit, bro. Yeah, but, man, and, I, and and you know, I want us to be able to kind of throughout, you know, each uh, each show be able to bring some information like this. 
Um, I wanted to introduce this tonight just because I felt like it was it, it was it was on point in terms of just kind of stepping outside of uh, how we understand black history. I think uh, the, I, the chop up is dedicated to um, opting out of opting out of white history. We, we, we dedicated to that. We dedicated to telling a story that's predicated on the history of the people themselves and not their oppressors. Period. Um, I don't know what that does for algorithms for niggas to talk like that, but that's where we at. That's how we feel. We are opting out of white history. We are opting out of whiteness and uh, we are taking control of what it means to be black, what black looks like, what matters to blackness and what's important in terms of black history. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, we've we, we been rocking out for an hour. Uh, so Shit, y'all got any last words I want to say to the people? Hey, do y'all own, like I said, y'all got homework already. I told y'all for this weekend, you learn that the thing for Black History Month is the family. So go out there and love on somebody, build some family, do some kinship. Uh, Jada said, shoot your friendship shot. Make a new friend. Put yourself out there and link up with another nigga that maybe you wouldn't have talked to or engaged with or, you know, lined up or linked up with before. Somebody in your life that you really been downplaying or underplaying. And been giving no attention. Make them feel good. Make them feel important. This is a good opportunity to do that in the name of Black History Month. Uh, and, and um, real quick, I do want to say, uh, you know, rest in peace to Clyde Kerr the Third. Uh, he was a black police officer uh, that died from a self-inflicted gun uh, gunshot wound to the head. Um, he was vocal about being a black police officer on um, on social media. Uh, and it's in the, the the narrative around him taking his own life had to do with that position. So uh, mm-hmm. shout out to him, uh, his family, our condolences. Uh, we praying for y'all. Like I said, it was a heavy, it's a heavy, heavy week, man. It's, it's, it's a lot of wild s- stuff going on, but, uh, you know, prayers to his family. condolences. Hey, 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 hey uh, uh, and too, man, big shout out to my brother. You feel me? The, the Robinson family, you know what I'm saying? My niece passed this past week. You feel me? You know, definitely big shout out to you know what I'm saying my 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 uh, my brother that happened this past couple of days. Man, it's been a lot of things that's been transpiring these past couple of days, past couple of weeks. A lot of different people, you know, what I mean, just been passing away and going through things. So just make sure y'all keep in mind, y'all never know what somebody's going through. You know what I'm saying? You never know what trials, tribulations they carrying on. You feel me? And you know what I'm saying? Definitely shout out to Dominique, man, my brother. Sierra, you know what I'm saying? Sister in law, definitely big shout out to y'all, man. All right, man. It's, it's good. You can close it out to you. <laughs> hey, love to y'all. Um, you know, uh, stay connected, stay motivated, stay encouraged. Uh, more HD content coming to y'all soon. GeorgeLeeSpeaks.com. Make sure y'all follow on the Chop Up Show at the Chop Up Show on Facebook, on YouTube, on Instagram. Like, follow, subscribe so you don't never miss out on nothing because listen, we missed a Monday, but we came back on a Wednesday. You don't have to wonder if you don't see the post, you just, just, it pops up on you and now you tap in with the show. We Make sure y'all to- hit that notification bell so y'all know when we go live. And listen, you don't hit the bell, it ain't gonna pop up like it need to. Y'all go ahead and handle that. If you missed something, if you didn't pop the press the bell and you like what the chop up show has been up to, go to Spotify, go to the Apple uh, Apple Podcast, and just search for the chop up show. If you miss something, just go get caught back up, do your homework, and come back and be ready for us every Monday night is when we usually do our thing uh, at seven thirty uh, Pacific, nine thirty Central. 
Last thing I want to say before we close it out for real, for real, is our Black History Month Awards is coming up. Y'all going to start to see some more posts sizzling about that. Remember, we told y'all, go back and go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, listen to the intro about Black History Month on the Chop Up Show so y'all can get ready for the awards. Come up with y'all choices, y'all picks, all of that. It's going to be amazing. We're not done celebrating this month. You shouldn't be either. So make sure you stay tapped in with us. And that's that. Uh, also, George actually has a uh, a Black History uh, History Black uh, History of Black History Month uh, lecture on Zoom that's coming up on the twenty first. Uh, so y'all be prepared for that. Uh, more information on that will be coming out as well. Uh, and so yeah, man, we we keeping busy. We keeping busy informing the people. So y'all be easy. Y'all stay tuned. We're gonna close this thing out the same way that we bring it in, and we out this thing. Y'all be easy. Me, my guys, we really lie. Lord, forgive me, pay my ties. Please don't have me reach inside. And that's in a console. Keep the semi when I ride. Let off Henny when I drive. In the city, we gon' slide.